Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, and welcome to Table Mode. I'm Jessie Ware and I'm in charge of the meal today, Mum. How are you? Fine, darling. I'm actually doing quite a good innings in this series. Yeah, you are. Particularly with breakfasts. Yeah, you're good at breakfast, darling. Um, how are you, Mum? I'm okay. How are you? I'm okay. Got back from how was, Portofino. How was your luxury trip? I mean, you know, it was work, but yeah, with a bit darling, of luxury. It was a bit of work and a lot of luxury. Uh, yeah, it was luxurious, to be honest. And yeah. it was, I ate very, very good food. I, I drank the greatest Negroni of my life. Unfortunately, it, I had to drink it before I had to do a gig that night, so I couldn't have another one. Um, but Paolo in Portofino, Splendido Mare, go and have Paolo's Negroni. And it will change your life. So I'm on food duty today and inspired by my Italian getaway, I have decided to do, well, actually also inspired by somebody that you're all probably knowing about now because I always look on Instagram. I only get my recipes from Instagram now, I've decided. Um, good old Ed Smith, Rocket and Squash on Instagram his Saturday eggs that he always offers. He did one the other day. I was in Italy at the same time. I thought, well, why not bring it back for a Tuesday podcast? It was folded eggs with slow roasted tomatoes and parmesan. So I've got Isle of Wight tomatoes that I've shoved in all different colours, put it in low oven with some salt and olive oil and some oregano from the garden. That's been going on whilst I've been taking the kids to school. Folded eggs, I think potentially could be awful, but why are they called folded because eggs? Because they're not scrambled and they're not a omelette. Oh, so it's folded like shit's creep folded. Did you fold it like paper? Or did you just fold it? I don't know if it's even going to be folded at okay. all. Or just pushed around a bit. Anyway, then with some parmesan on top, a bit of rocket on the side with some lemon juice, some sourdough bread, toast. You've brought some pastries from Ayers in Nunhead, which we love. And we have Andrew Ridgely on one of the members of Wham, who have got the most charming... Beauty- Can we give people a clue before they do that? Well, they're going to be... Do, do. Woo! Yeah, um, Wham, Bam, I thank you, Andrew Ridgely. you probably know all their songs because I was playing them when I was probably yeah. pregnant with you. Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. Yeah. Young Guns. Club, Wham Rap. Club Tropicana. Drinks are free. Um, Last Christmas. Careless Whisper, Andrew Ridgely, who was a member of Wham! with George Michael, um, is coming over to talk about that fantastic fantastic documentary that's on Netflix. It was very much done like the supersonic Oasis one where there's no seated interviews face on. It's taken from many different interviews from George Michael, of course, because he's no longer with us. Um, And then Andrew also speaking over it. So it's just really, you're in it. You feel like you're having a conversation with them and it's really action-packed. Also, God bless Andrew Ridgely's mum who made scrapbooks. Um, So there's so much amazing content in it, memorabilia, cuttings, um, all of it. It it was a real insight into the journey of Wham, which was actually quite short-lived. But did they live? Did they live? Um, Four years of fun. And just a friendship that started at such a young age and carried on and just was just so brilliant. Um, Andrew Ridgely coming up on Table Manners. Welcome, Andrew Ridgely. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. 
We met. Both of you. Well, we, we, we met. We met in. We're, we're all friends now. <laughs> we met in. Um, bosom buddies. But it's funny. We met. We met very early in the morning on Radio Two, and had loads of fun with Zoe Ball. Yeah, well, she is. She's great fun, just amazing. Brilliant broadcaster and so warm and, and funny. Massive Wham fan too, that helps. Does help. <laughs> Loves the shuttle. Who isn't? Yeah, well, actually, I, don't, I, I feel like you're about to get a load more Wham fans um, from this documentary. I watched it, it's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, um, I think that Chris Smith, uh, the director, um, really uh, has come as close as anyone, I think, to sort of identifying what made Wham slightly sort of unique and, and, and its attraction to people, which I think essentially was, you know, people could see the fact that Yog and I were extremely close. And I think that has an attraction in itself. So, um, Yeah, I, I thought it was about friendship as much as yeah. music and loyalty and love for each other and promoting each other. I mean, I found it really wonderful. Yeah, well, I'm glad you, you, you saw it in those terms because I know that that's exactly what Chris was trying mm-hmm. to convey, was the essence of, of what Wham! was all about. And, and, and that, was, that was it, really. You know, Wham! kind of evolved, was just a development of, of our friendship insofar as, you know, we'd had the school band and then we continued writing songs together because we, we, we couldn't see any other way. We didn't have any more friends that played instruments, so we, <laughs> they'd left the school band and so it was you know and it was just a the songs were our uh, comments on our experience so wham rap club trop careless whisper which was the first three that we wrote oh my god how young were you when you wrote those uh you were, we were teenagers eight, yeah we were 18 when but we that's just I, I feel i think what for me i got from the documentary apart from a be- the beautiful friendship and also realizing that you're dead cool andrew <laughs> and you are like I don't know like I, I think thought you were dead cheeky so cheeky yeah. but yeah I just think that it was it, it's amazing I mean I the idea that you wrote those songs when you were maybe the naivety was part of it as well that you didn't have people record execs in your ears and things like that so there was just freedom yeah we did we we, we were fortunate in many ways we weren't a and Mark Dean who signed us who who was a he was a uh, a, a friend of mine, he was part of a social circle. Mark Dean, who, if people haven't seen the documentary, signed you in a greasy spoon. Yeah, Mark, Mark Dean was an extremely good A&R man. Uh, and he, he'd signed, he'd had a hand, I think, in signing ABC uh, and I think perhaps Soft Cell. Mm. He'd been at Phonogram or Polydor, can never remember, one of the P's. And he lived down the road. Mm. He'd been to the same college, sixth form college, as I was at. And we had a mutual friend, Mark Chivers, who um, they had a sort of post-punk band. This was 78, 79, called The Quiffs in Bushy. And yeah, and they were proper punk, but they were a bit after the fact. So they, they whilst they gigged around town, and, but they never, they never got a gig. Um, Mark Chivers, Pete O'Sullivan, Angus McLean. They never had a drummer. George actually famously... Drum for them? No, no, he, he auditioned. And didn't get oh the gig. Oh, my God. He auditioned, but they, they, he didn't, his image didn't really fit. It wasn't fit. Punky, <laughs> punky enough. Well, or at, his cliff six, wasn't big well, enough. He, 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 he didn't, he, he had neither. He didn't have a quiff and he, he no, he, they didn't have quiffs. but he had big hair. Uh, he, he had these great he big stars at the time. He had big hair as well. Uh, well, In, you you had a fabulous. There was a moment where I you had, had a kind of mullet blowout. It was quite yeah. a look. It was. I was trying to to grow long hair. This was about eighty four, and it, it was unsuccessful. It in, just in went a variety outwards. Of ways. It went. That's like your brother. He can't grow it long. It just goes that way. Yeah, it did bush yeah. out a bit. It was. It was a. Um, what was funny about that? One of the things. Many things. Uh, that was funny about my trying to grow long hair was it continued through our trip to China and then I realised that actually it, it, it wasn't successful it wasn't going to be a, a John Taylor long mane and <laughs> so I had it shorn off and when we got back to the UK after the trip to China George decided we needed to, to re-record some of the um, some of the, the, of the stage footage and I had to have a wig made. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> so, so in the video for Freedom, I am wearing a wig. Wow, um, have you still got the wig? No, the, the wig was used for fancy dress and no longer exists. It I mean, disintegrated. Your, your mum's scrapbooks are 
puts any fabulous Jewish pushy mother to shame. <laughs> tell you, Mum, how many scrapbooks? Like forty. Uh, forty plus. One, I think. They're just yeah. amazing. Um, but okay, you've just come here on the bus. Yes. I didn't think a member of Wham was going to get the bus down to New Crossgate garage, like bus garage. Uh, it did I like you even more. I like you ev- even more. The Wham. I'm like you're cheeky. You're health conscious. You you get the bus. I don't get the bus that much. Yeah, I get the bus all the time. I like the number nine is my favourite. Where does it start and where does it end? Uh, number nine goes from Fulham Broadway to I, I think it goes to Aldwych. Yeah, um, I think that's where it, where it uh, ends up. But it was one of the first of the new um, route master buses when uh, when when you used to be able to get on on the back as well, yeah. which for health and safety you can't do anymore. It used to be fun that when you jump yeah, on, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's great. Tom, my stepson, who was married at the weekend, he, they, we had between the wedding and the reception, we had a, an open top buster in a in the old route master, which has the little space for the ticket collector to stand. It's a sort of cubby hole that that you know the head height that you that you stand in with the unfortunately there was no ticket machine so so i couldn't know tell, tell us a bit about you grew up and i was interested in your dad's egyptian well dad was part egyptian part egyptian yeah his mum was italian his dad yeah. was um i'm never quite sure whether they were yemeni or or uh, egyptian of yemeni extraction they were certainly i think they had as I understand it, the family uh, on my father's side, uh, on his father's side, had come to Egypt from the Yemen. Um, and they, they were Arab Jews, and um, my dad's mum was a, an Italian Jew. So how'd you get that surname? Richly. Sounds well, so British. Yeah, well, um, they, he grew up in Alexandria and was sent to a, a British public school. And the family were expelled during the Suez Crisis at 24 hours' notice. And, and they, were, they were given choices of where to be sent to, as it were. Some went to Israel, some went to France. And my dad, I think he was already in the... He may have already been in the RAF at that time, because being a British subject, I think he had to, to do national service. So he came to England, and the family name was Zachariah, which I actually I wish he hadn't changed Such because a, because yeah. I'd have been the last on the register <laughs> <laughs> when the names were called out. Why would that be good? Well, it'd be A Z, wouldn't it? Andrew yeah. Zachariah. Oh yeah. Okay, fair yeah. enough. So you could be first or last, really, yeah. in different situations. Yeah, first and last, which I probably have been on many occasions. <laughs> um, but. Uh, so he he was um, around. It was south. It was uh, Richmond Way, uh, and he was on a bus, and he saw um, a road called Ridgely Gardens or something like that. And uh, yeah, and he and he chose that as uh, our family name, which I have to say I think benefited, um, probably benefited us um, growing up because. People yeah. don't know who you are. Well, we were yeah. English. You're more anonymous, yeah. Well, we were just English, you yeah. know, and, and I grew up feeling thoroughly English. Whereas I think for Yog, being Yorgos Panatu, it was always a, a juxtaposition. His, his, his name and his, his sense of being an English kid in an English school with a, a name that wasn't English. I, I think that does would have created what well, did um create some difficulty for him you know you, you don't i don't think you ever really know quite you know where you stand because of that i think that's true of lots of children of immigrant families that you're not sure where your foot is yeah to be honest yeah well i think dad did me a favor both myself my brother and i uh, in that sense i really so do you've got an older or a younger brother younger So do you think that that maybe, I know that you talked about in the documentary that he was the new kid and they said who's going to look after him. Do you think that maybe pulled you towards feeling like you wanted to be, or or was it just chance that you were sat next to each other? No, it was, um, he was brought in by the uh, form tutor and and the form tutor asked, you know, who, who was going to look after the new boy. And I'd never had a new boy delivered unto me before, so I, I put my hand up. 
Did you practice any Judaism? Like, did you have any Jewish? No, no my dad was an atheist. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. And where's your mum from? Mum was English. Um, she grew up in Twickenham, um, Scottish and English, uh, uh, her roots. So, um, what do you think you are? How would you? I'm English. Describe? So you're English, okay? <laughs> Thoroughly English. I like two cups of Imperial Earl Grey tea, black, in the morning. Okay. Two pieces of toast. Cold, thin, one butter, a little bit of salt, the other, Frank Cooper's. You're sounding like a bit of a, a kind of American psycho. This is quite yeah. kind of... Uh, Frank, okay, carry on, carry on. Frank Cooper's which marmalade? Oxford. It's a bit Kathy Bates misery too, I'm not sure. <laughs> this is... Okay, no, but I'm does it have to be at a certain like angle, the knife as well, Andrew? Well... Is this okay? You okay, I'm now precise. terrified about cooking for you, but carry on. <laughs> how thick life. is how thick is the butter on the toast? Um, thinish, actually. Um, but um, it, it, I like proper butter. Um, there's some very good Cornish butter uh, that is made, which um, I, I, I can get when I'm back at. Or the French salty Cornwall. butter. None of that no. Mark, no. Oh gosh. I was about to offer you the French salty butter, but I will put it back in the fridge. Okay, so that's what you have every morning. Yes. So we're no, cooking for it, you. If I'm, you know, on my Todd, that's what I have, like. For have breakfast. you eaten I, a bit this morning? Yeah. So oh, you've had your toast. Yeah, but it, I mean, when I say thin, I mean almost Melba. Yeah, let's talk about this precision, Andrew, because I've word on the street is. You're a perfectionist when it comes to being in the kitchen. Uh, I think that's probably fairly close to the truth. Throwing a whole bowl of fresh pasta out if you've cooked it for 30 seconds too long, <laughs> I've heard. That did happen on one occasion, yes. Yeah, I'm, partic- I'm very particular about how the pasta is cooked. Uh, yeah, I, these days, I mean, I don't actually cook from, uh, these days because uh, I, I can't see the point in cooking for one, but when Karen and I were living together... I did most of the cooking. She is an outstanding cook. She can cook anything from anything. Now, this is Karen of Banana Rama, who you went out with for a very long time. We did step out for a considerable amount of time. Did you meet on the Band-Aid song? No. No, we, we, we knew each other sort of from mutual friends from the mid-80s. Okay. Um, and then uh, we, our relationship sort of started in 90. And she's an amazing cook. Yes, she is. Yeah, she's yes. She so she can she, she can cook from sort of anything. I I religiously followed uh, recipes until I sort of got to a point where I could. My pièce de résistance is saffron risotto with a um, pork and fennel salsiccia and a red wine tomato reduction. That sounds delicious. It is. It is exceptionally good. I had it at, at a hotel in Chavinia, and the. Um, Funny enough, the guy, the, the the hotel owner was was that year's president of the Relais and Chateau, and food was outstanding. We we were served this dish on one evening, and I asked the chef if I can have the recipe, and he gave me the recipe, and I put it somewhere safe and couldn't find it for <laughs> years, and and uh, and I would try, I was trying, and I was cooking this thing, and it was never quite right. And I knew that there was a missing ingredient. And the missing ingredient was there was a glass of white wine as well as red wine in the reduction. So that makes all the difference. So do you you like food? Or you're a foodie? Oh, I like food a lot. So what's your... Do you like Italian food or do you like... I like all food. There's nothing... Apart from oysters, which I I can't really eat anymore because I've had one too many... Bad times. Holy smoke. End of the world, oh, Armageddon yeah. type events. <laughs> um, yeah, there's nothing I won't eat. I eat tripe, offal. Tripe. But and and you and you 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 have a house in Cornwall, don't you? Or you used yeah. to? Yeah. yeah so yeah. you've you've obviously eaten so well there too, I believe. Yeah, there are some. Where are some of your favourite spots in Cornwall? Oh well, number six would be my favourite. <gasps> That's restaurant. the one where I follow the sh- the. Yeah. Chris McClure. Chris McClure. Well, yeah. I'm desperate to go there. Yeah, and it's Paul's, Paul's Ainsworth. Paul Ainsworth. Yeah. Whereabouts is it? It's in Cornwall. It's in Padstow. Okay, Padstow. so that's like the. But you food. can't get in. You have to book
superior to almost anything I've had elsewhere. It's yeah, proper event dining. Now, where else do you love in Cornwall? Um, Malcolm Barncart's steak and silk and pasty. Oh. Absolutely. For me, the non-pari of pasties. Um, the, it's, not a, it's not a traditional pasty, and of which there are several good ones, but the steak and stilton, absolutely. So it's a, it's a, it's a sort of a flaky... Uh, the, so, you know, the short cross pasties, the flaky pastry pasties. This is a flaky, uh, which and it works fantastically well. Chuffs used to do... A steak and silton, but they now do it with a, a, a with a Cornish blue. But Cornish blue is a different texture; doesn't work. We've as well. got, I think, the biggest foodie we've had. I mean, you're you're as obsessed about things yeah, as this. We is, like that. I'm loving this, and now I'm terrified that my folded eggs are going to go to shit. <laughs> what do you eat when you're cycling? What's your fuel? Um, well, you don't have an electric bike, so it's all Andrew. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, whatever you can get your hands on, to be honest, it doesn't matter what you eat. Because um, it, it's it depends what sort of cycling you're doing. But so, do you build up for a big cycle ride like lots of pasta, like you're doing? No, a no. Generally, the rule is that that you, you kind of eat normally. I mean, you, you want a certain sort of protein bias to a degree and carbs at certain points. But uh, but you know we're not elite athletes, so generally you eat whilst you ride. The idea, so you can keep your energy levels up, is to eat regularly whilst you're riding really which is what the pros do you know and and you they need eat while they're on the bike yeah it's a drag jesus most, most of the stuff that you eat is is very very sweet because you need the fuel um yeah. that that there's no way around it that immediate like, sugar conversion to to energy you need that so See, you clearly end up i eat... know nothing about exercise <laughs> and conversion of, <laughs> yeah because that wouldn't be my yeah yeah you, yeah so you, i mean you do get sick of it and do you wear shorts yes no well the one i kind of imagined I... you walking in your wham shorts today but you didn't you walked in, <laughs> in trousers looking perfectly normal who chose all those outfits um, was that you large, or Largely, they were um, they developed from our sort of what what, what we, we were wore when you were clubbing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we we yeah. I mean, we only had a couple of outfits between us, um, probably three, maybe four outfits at at the most, and we 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 rotated the the clothes initially. We, we I had a shirt. A black and white shirt which appears in several sh- shots and George has it on as well. <laughs> and oh, right. and his his string vest, which I wore on a couple yeah. of shots and he, so yeah, we had we had that. But didn't everybody want to, you to wear their clothes? Um So the choose love. Yeah, that that was Catherine Hamner. Um, yes. And that stayed that 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 um Well we, we, we appropriated the, the big letters on yeah. the white T shirts with Choose Wham. Um, choose Wham. Yeah, but it, it was it, it was a Catherine Hamnet design, um, the Choose Life thing. But we thought it was an appropriate. Did you know her? No, no, didn't didn't really know any fashion people. So you used to. So when you were young, and you you were friends from school, and you used to go clubbing. Yeah. A lot. Where did. where did you go? We went all over. We used to go into into the West End. We used to go to the Beat Route. And we used to go to Mud Club. Um, Where was Beetroot? Beetroot was on Greek Street, I think. Okay. But initially, when we were younger, we were sort of 16, 17, we used to come up to town and used to go to any old dive um, and, and just go disco dancing. We used to go to Harrow and we used to go... But then when, we, when I met Shirley, or rather when Shirley and I started stepping out together, which was, I met her, the, uh, she'd gone to the same school so I, know, I knew of Shirley. She was in the year above. Anyway, when we started stepping out, we used to go to Bogarts. In, Bogarts. Yeah, in because in, they had a they had a sort of new romantic night on a Tuesday where they played sort of alternative. Because at that point in time, dis, disco kind of petered out, and there was this sort of funny lull where where there was a, it was Shalimar and and sort of. Not really the sort of disco dance stuff that I like, nor George. Like, 
Uh, and so we'd, we'd go to Bogarts, we'd go to various places. New Penny in Watford had a, had a Monday was the new romantic night. So, and, and they played things like Blue Ronda and a Turk and, and more esoteric, um, perhaps, the avant-garde side of dance. And, and, you know, at that point in time, that, that whole scene that had been born really out of punk, alternative, an alternative scene, the, the new wave, and then it was an evolution of new wave. Um, <clears throat> bands like Haircut, Blue, Blue Rondo, Spandau, all sort of came about in that late... So who were your biggest influences? Um, well, musically, really, Jog and I bonded over Elton John. So, but we, we had really wide and Catholic taste in music. He, he never admit, admitted it, but we, he was a big... We were fans of Genesis. We went to see Genesis at Earl's Court in 78 and, and uh, at Nebworth. Uh, wow, I don't, I don't know how that. folded they are, but I t- attempted the fold. They're very folded. Okay, and then we've got... I can see folds. Okay, great. Okay, good. Um, there's some slow-roasted tomatoes with a bit of oregano and parmesan. Dunning, just like need to wow. I say... Mm. Well, I'm going to have a little taste. Nice. There's some toast Very well. nice eggs. How, okay, good. What are you doing at the moment? Well, um, busy. Yeah, very busy with um, promoting the Echoes from the Edge of Heaven singles collection and the Netflix documentary, and and also in developing further legacy projects. So, <gasps> and the voyage. You're going to do a one voyage. <laughs> um, oh, that would be brilliant. I, I, I would. I think that's going to be the way that all legacy goes. In actual fact, I think the. Advances in technology. I mean, I went to see. I, have you seen it, Jesse? Yeah, yeah I loved it. Oh my god! I, it's mind blowing, isn't it? Would it be helpful because you could do your own dance moves and stuff? <laughs> right? I'm sure there are others that do it better. But you're you kind of you can't not believe that they're there. You cannot convince yourself otherwise. No, I absolutely yes. thought I was watching that. Yeah, this is delicious, Jesse. Really right. delicious. Oh, thank God for that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I want to know about what was fueling those mad wham days. Um, food-wise, what were you eating or drinking? Because you were massive stars. Probably you could ask for whatever you wanted. What was on the rider? What were you eating after a big, sweaty gig? We always beat a hasty retreat from gigs. Yog didn't like to stick around. Um, why, why didn't he like to stick around? Because it was just so crazy outside? Or Yeah, I think to have to go through the scrum and spend God knows how long signing autographs and whatnot was not something that he wanted to do after a show so um because you know you can end up being there for god knows how long so the rider we'd have a little bite prior with you know with the tour catering mm-hmm. and we ate whatever they gave us really mm. so you were just like the easiest to work with yeah i was <laughs> uh, tell me more you know yogs yogs legendary Stints with with the hairdryer uh, are a stuff of legend indeed. So much so, he there were times where you could smell the the burning hair because as he he, you know tried to get it as straight Straight. as possible. 
Youngstad was a restaurateur, and I remember we'd go around there after school on occasion. It was the Angus Pride in Edgware, and I'd never had a steak. It was at Jack's, the first time I ever had steak, when I was 16. Was it a great steak? It was a good steak. It was a bit of a revelation because, in fact, we never had beef. We had pork and chicken at home and lamb because it was cheaper. But my mum was a good cook. What was she cooking for you? Or what well, were you requesting? Well, no, in those days, you didn't request anything. No, you okay. got what you were given. Yeah. And you ate it. And then you wished you had some more. Um, but because Dad was brought up in Alexandria, he had a um, you know, a palate that, so we had Middle Eastern, mum would cook Middle Eastern stuff, um, she'd do tagine, she'd do um, falafel occasionally, so we, um, we developed a pretty rounded palate, because you didn't have any choice, because you ate what was cooked. Mm-hmm. The only thing I never liked was stovies on a Monday, which was cold roast lamb with onions and boiled potatoes, sort of cut up and really didn't like cold lamb at all. I get you with the cold lamb because it's the fat that kind of comes round it and it all looks really sad and it's quite kind of powdery. And it's not a good cold meat. No. 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 Yeah, you never get cold lamb sandwiches, do you? No. no. It doesn't work. So That was your Monday. Stovies on a Monday... Stovies? It's a Scottish dish. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah, called And it was, yeah, basically rough, sort of cut potatoes and onions served with... um, Yesterday's yesterday's lamb, yeah. And then Sunday it would always be pilchards on toast. Did you like that? I I liked it apart from the, the bone, you know, the bone that you had to... You could eat the bone, but... I was never keen on that bone, so... George's dad had a steak restaurant, but were you eating lots of Greek food when you were going round to his house? Yeah, there was um, quite a bit of Greek food. So my first experience of taramasalata and hummus, domades. I wanted to know, if you were going to cook for us, would you be doing the saffron risotto? Probably, yes. I think I'd like that. Yeah. I really would like that. So, so Will start... you give me the recipe? I will. Do you feel funny about it? Do you, do you conflict with he that, or is it just, like your special? He, did you hear he, he hesitated? He hesitated. There was a hesitation there. You did hesitate. There was a hesitation. Um, yes, but the answer is yes because I, I had to think. It's not my recipe. I am merely a steward. <laughs> so, so yes, of course. We won't tell anyone. No, good. So, your last supper. You're going to have your last supper. You've got a starter, a main, a pudding, and a drink of choice. What's going to go in that last supper? What would it be? I think, so I'm allowing myself an amuse-bouche because I am. You can eat the whole day if you want. Oh, really? We mm. had someone that ate the whole day. Do what you like. Mm. Um, You're not going to um, eat for six um, months nicely. Ever. You're so not going to eat ever again. Would it start with that cold toast <clears throat> yeah, marmalade? It would. That? It would definitely start with that. Mariage frere... Imperial Earl Grey, two cups, light infusion. Which make? Mariage Frere. But it's only I've got it. <laughs> Apologise. It's only because it's that's the nearest place to me. So, but Fortnum is another purveyor of fine tea. I'm sure we do an equally good one. Um. So that yes, with my with my two pieces of toast, one butter, sea salt. The other, Which Frank Cooper's Oxford marmalade, the butter and sea salt, yeah, yeah and okay. then and then and then Frank Cooper's Oxford marmalade, or actually, um, Wilkins and Wilkins and Son do a very the tawny marmalade is exceptional. Then, yeah, Elevenses, yeah, you love an Elevenses. I love I, this. I, okay. I do. So, so my Eletta, my DeLonghi Eletta cappuccino, yeah, just and and and. You know, I, I get that coffee's everyone loves coffee, but Italian coffee is the only coffee worth drinking. The, the, I, you know, I hate to say it, but UK roasters don't come close. 
What about like Australian yeah. coffee places like All Press? Do you not like their cappuccino? You're giving yeah. such a dirt. I've never seen you have such a dirty look on your face, Andrew, to be honest. <laughs> no, Strictly it's, Italian. It's Lavazza. You like Lavazza? Lavazza, top class. They're top class bean. I'd say if you're going... You're losing it, me, Andrew. You're losing me. Lavazza. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Gianluigi. Is it Gianluigi? Or Gianluca Lavazza, 18, whatever, 86. They know what they're doing. Are you a Virgo? No, my dad was. What, did, what are you? Because <laughs> you're not doing bloody star signs. Now. I don't know. I'm just trying to understand Andrew's method and his like obsession with... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm an Aquarius. Darling. I'm an Aquarius, apparently. So, so no, okay, this, anyway, this so, cappuccino. Yeah, so, this, so yeah. Lavazza top class. So top class is a really good all-round mix. Great. Um, espresso and also fantastic okay. cappuccino. When you're in Soho, where do you go for your um, Cafe Italia? Yeah, Bar Italia. We just had someone last week. <laughs> and do you week think, and do you the think they place? serve barista coffee? No, they serve Italian coffee. But I love this. You live in central London, don't you? When you're here, uh, uh, yes, I have a place in central. London. How fun! Yeah, it is great for food as well. Yeah, oh yeah. So, like, where when you're not in Cornwall and you're here in central London, where's your first port of call? Bocca de Lupo. Oh, you... you okay, fine. What's the order? Uh, the... The... Say... So, this is... The, so, so we're going on to... Aren't we? With lunch. With, oh, so, so we don't, Bocca, well, I haven't okay. quite finished elevenses. Okay, sorry. Go on. With my elevenses, I will have to have a some form of donut. So, okay. So, the, the Marks and Sparks Yum Yum. Oh, They are God. really good. That... It, that would be my sort of donut affair of choice to mm-hmm. go with my cappuccino. Do you keep them in the house, yum yums? Yes. And do you? Can you manage just one? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that will last you a week then, because it's usually well, five four in, yum, a pack. four in a pack. Yeah. So I may not have eleven since every day. Depends what I'm doing. But um, yes, I will endeavour to. They, only one. Have you done any exercise in between your toast and your yum? He's got to walk to M and S to get the onion. <laughs> No, gen- no, generally I, I train in the afternoons. So, uh, are you um, train? You call it training? Yeah. Okay. training, Mum. Uh, Mum, how long was the bike ride that you just did? How long was it? Uh, ten days and a thousand miles. Shit. It was John O'Groats to Land's End and it, it was pretty brutal at times. We had some shocking weather. What was it? Were you raising money for charity? Yeah. Which charity? Papyrus. Um, the prevention of uh, suicide in young people. I have a friend who, whose daughter unfortunately took her own life um, in, tw- in November 21. She was 17. <gasps> so Ben joined me and um, it was conceived originally as my birthday beano, my 60th birthday beano. And, um, and he asked if we could attach a fundraising element to it, which of course uh, I, I, I couldn't say no to no, and wouldn't have wanted to either. So we, we yeah, we've raised nearly 25k. Um, from a target wow. of 10. Yeah, yeah. So well, we better we've make had... a donation later. Oh, well, you're very kind. Yeah, definitely. You're very kind indeed. Um, it, it, you know, for, for Ben, certainly, it gave it a, a real purpose. Um, and and um, I trained a lot with Benji. He's a very good friend of mine. And um, we, we spent... I mean, I started training January the 1st. And most of the guys took it very, very seriously. Because it, it, it was... Well, I think you'd have to, otherwise you'd yeah. be able to do it. No, no, that's yeah. true. That is absolutely true. You need I mean, stamina for that. Yeah, and for, for chaps our age, I mean, some there's some younger chaps, I think the record for doing it is something ridiculous, like 38 hours. God knows how you do that. 38 but hours? Ours was not the quickest route. I, I wanted to take in the scenic route. But you're still doing 100 miles a day. Yeah, round about. Jesus. Yeah. Keep on talking about your last supper. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, so you've, you've had a coffee and a yum-yum at 11's it? Yeah, I have. And then, um, as it's my last, as it's my last supper. You're just going to have one yum-yum or two? Yeah, no, no, one. I don't okay. want to spoil my lunch. Okay, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will have a pint of Harvey's Sussex Best uh, at the Harp, Chandler's Place. Okay. Prior to my lunch. Oh, and I was. What, what, what did I just miss? <laughs> Sussex Best. Harvey's. Harvey's of Lewis. What is it? Is it cider or beer? Oh my god. What is it? It's coffee. It's <laughs> nectar from the gods. Is yes. it a drink? Yes. It's nectar from the gods. Yeah, okay. what is it? It's it's a beer. England's finest example of a best bitter. 
Okay. And it is Harvey's have brewed for centuries. And it's one of the very well-established breweries, of which there are f- aren't so many left. Would you describe this as a craft beer? No. I no, know no, nothing no. about is, beer. This is Ale of Old Albion. Okay, so you're oh, going to be crikey. there with your, like, kind of tanker... What's it, what are they called? Like, tankard, darling. Tankard, yeah. Yeah, yeah sort of, but okay. no, it'll be a straight glass. Fine, like, okay. Yeah, I, so I, you're I, having that. So I'm going to have that prior to my lunch. And I think I will lunch at... I think I'm going to lunch at Wilton's. Wilton's? Yeah. In Wilton's or I'll, I'll get my chum Mark to, to do lunch at Brooks. Or maybe the Great Gallery. Where's yeah. Brooks? I think we've just got a Wilton's, is that the music place? No, no, no Wilton, Wilton's on German Street. I've never been. Oh. It's near... It's... Oh. Oh. Need, yeah. Maybe, maybe very, me and you will go. It's very English, darling. What are you going to eat there? Silver salt. So at Wilton's I will have smoked eel and horseradish to start. And then I will follow with the Colston Bassett Stilton Souffle. That's right. That sounds quite yummy. And I will have a white burgundy. As, as it's my last. So you're going to... Is okay. Brooks? Where is Brooks? Brooks is, is, a, is a gentleman's club. You're just with a load of blokes? Yeah. So, um, but Brooks see is... see you like that, really. Brooks, but, but uh, I tell you why I like <laughs> Brooks is it's, it's very similar to... In, in so far as you can have deviled kidneys for your lunch... You can have smoked eel. Old school. Oh, it's, it's, you know, traditional English, which you don't fare that you just don't get anywhere mm. else. You can have lamb chops. Do you like and... roast beef and Yorkshire pudding? Oh, yes. Me too. But hang on, I just feel like you, devil kidneys, that's going in your last supper as a kind of thing? Is that like something that you well, pine after or you just want it as your last thing? I really like devil kidneys. I used to make devil kidneys myself, actually. With, um, really? Yeah. Um, they're not difficult to make. No, they're not. They're dead easy. But they're, You've got to like kidneys. Yeah, I love That would be the thing. Love them. So Brooks does all those things and it has savouries. So, you know, so after you've eaten your meal, you can have... Um, Welsh rarebit, or you can have sausages for your afters. It's brilliant. Before sausages you have, for afters. yeah. So mm. in between, in between. So you don't have a sweet. You do, do you have, have a sweet tooth. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. But but you've had your yum yum at eleven. That's well. No, I probably would I have something after. Probably not at lunch. I'd probably save that for my teases. Okay, what's your teases? Oh, oh my god, Andrew, I love this. Cup yeah, of tea so, at four. No, it wouldn't be a cup of tea. Actually, I probably wouldn't have a hot drink at four. Oh. Um, or I might have a little espresso. Um, and a piece of um, uh, Malcolm Barnacut's Bakewell tart. That's probably what I'd have. Um, and, okay. or, or, as it's my last, yeah. as it's my, I, will, I will have a, a crumpet slathered in butter yeah. and strawberry jack, Boddington's strawberry jam so Boddington's Cornwall they they, they have a I mean I don't know, like 99 grams of strawberries in 100 grams of, it's the the most sensational I might actually as it's my last have a little half a crumpet and a scone. Just have a full crumpet and a full mm-hmm. scone Andrew you're going to die he's not going to fit his supper in are you <laughs> you're stupid <gonna> die. <laughs> I say go for Cr- it thank yeah. Christ he didn't yep. eat all this when he was in Wham he wouldn't have been able to move <laughs> No dancing. <laughs> he would have just been like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might go halves. I, c- I couldn't eat a whole scone and a whole. So and I have got dinner. Okay, okay, okay. So now we're getting to yeah, dinner. So supper. This is yeah. really meticulous. This is kind of. It's my last meal. No, I know, but like, I mean, I mean this yeah, is like. I'm I'm no, I'm, 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 no, but I'm kind of. I'm a. Me- it's so specific. Like the, I like it. Yeah. I don't think we've ever had this precision hmm. in our yeah. five years. My last meal will be yeah. at Bocca di Lupo. Okay. And it kicks off with the, the sage leaves stuffed with anchovy. Oh, oh yeah. Are you having an aperitivo? Um, yes, they do a very nice um, vermouth, actually, a white vermouth. With? Um, which is a, a lemony... It's, it's, well, herbaceous, like they all yeah. are. But... Um, but I, just I do neat vermouth, not it, not we'll with a, a drop of little flour. ice, and we'll have a, it'll have a tiny do just a, a twist of lemon. Yeah. Um, but you you don't go for a full martini then? No, 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 I, no I wouldn't. I'd, I'd I'd have that. I'd have the little the vermouth, and then I'd have um, 
a nice glass of probably Frescobaldi, Pomino Bianco, which is a, a, a sort yeah. of Burgundy-style Italian Chardonnay. And they also do the stuffed olive, which is a minced pork and veal and parmesan and chopped olives. Jesus. Breaded and... Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Do you want me to take you there as well? Yeah. Okay. In fact, I want to be one of your new ex-girlfriends. That's what I want. <laughs> Seeing as you have such good relationships with all of them, they go in your... And I can be your eating partner ex-girlfriend. I'm actually, I'm dining there tonight with Shirley and Pepsi. Oh, oh I love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, and then I will probably follow that up with... They have a... There's a form... What's the pasta called? Oh, it's little twist. Trophy. 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 Yes, yes. Yeah, I had it in. Trophy. Yeah, trophy. Yeah. Oh, I with, love with that. With green beans, potato, and mm. uh, parmesan or pesto. That. Yum. And, and, and they do. What's nice about BDL is they do small plates, so they, you can you can have a couple without um, you know, and share because okay. I will be dining with the companion. So is tonight that a, is that a premi patty, fiatti? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it would be. And then for your your main dish, your secondi, um, your secondo. Yeah, uh, probably the they they do the sweetbreads. They do grilled oh. sweetbreads um, with artichoke. Maybe um, I would try it with you. <laughs> yeah. Is it delish? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's your last supper, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, sweetbreads are delicious. Uh, But they change the menu virtually daily, so so there could be things that, as and when, or should... Andrew, do you have your own table there? When you walk in, they say... I do have a spot that that I like. Senor, Senor Ridgely, come over. (laughs) Would you have a pudding? Yes, I would ask them to make so when I first used to go the um I can't remember the barman's name but he makes a sgroppino which is lemon sorbet that is um sort of whipped up with vodka but I like it with gin as well and grated lemon zest that gives it the the lemon zest gives it that real perfumed and, and and um, the citrus oils are really intense. So it gives it an intensity that the that doesn't have unless you grate the zest in. Have you ever been tempted to have your own restaurant? Uh, I, I have been tempted. I did have a uh, bar with some friends on occasion which had a restaurant. We opened it um, the day that the markets crashed in 1990, I think. Oh, so it didn't do very well. <laughs> it, it, no, it? it didn't survive. Uh, it was actually in Rickmansworth. Where's that? Rickman's it's, it's north north, darling. Well, it's northwest. Yeah, is it Hertfordshire? Yeah. Yeah, it's just just outside the Watford, uh, near Watford. Watford. Yeah, near Watford. What was on the menu? Well, they they did very nice quenelles. Um, quenelles. The, the the sort of like a fish, fish. mousse, hot you, it's fish it's mousse. Like, oh, this is the it's 90s. like it's like minced fish, and then yeah. you kind of steam like it, it. Yeah, and then They're serve really it with nice. a spume or something. Yeah, like corretto. It is a bit like a filter fish. Yeah, it, yeah, very nice. They were, yeah, so, uh, yes, that's about the only one uh, that I can remember. I wanted to also know about... that in, in the documentary, it talks about George coming out and sexuality, and around the time, it wasn't really noticed in the... Pe- he, he was on his own kind of journey of discovery and, and, ex- and experiences, and, but the press were more obsessed with you at that time and what you were up to and your romances and kind of being a bit naughty. Was that on purpose? Did you kind of talk to each other and go, you know what, I'm going to go and be at the front centre of every tabloid and, and to detract from him when he was... Because kind of, I, I, I see you as a big brother to him. You were looking after him always. But did, was that ever a conversation no, or was it, it just complete? Yeah, it was... It was and we, we did very, very little consciously. Um, except for for the you know the songwriting and the decisions with regard to to career and what we'd be doing next, outside of that, um, you know we didn't consider celebrity or the fame aspect as something that we either cared about, mm. would utilise to enhance us as individuals. So um, and they say personalities, celebrities, blah blah blah. It was just a consequence. It was a byproduct of, of, of what we did. And so, um, and because I was, um, you know, I, I had fairly glamorous girlfriends here and there. And I was, um, and you know, George, because of his 
um, uh, sexuality. He was he was rather more discreet, mm. and um, the places he went to weren't the sorts of places where you had press. Yeah, press. Well, well, I mean, but, he didn't know when he was gay. When did you know he was gay? Well, he he he. I think he came to realization fairly early on, in insofar as his late teenage years, yeah. really when he realized that he he wasn't bi, but he actually was, uh, you know, he preferred men. But it took him a little while to to come to the decision to tell Shirley and I, uh, me. But did you know? No, no, I didn't, and um, because we had girlfriends um and he uh, i knew he had you know girlfriends here and there and so it, it wasn't something that i was aware of mm-hmm. um he did keep it very private yeah um so so when it came to the you know the the press in general because i was out and about and and, and with girlfriends and rather poorly behaved on on occasion um that that was that was meat and drink to them so they 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 love they love that yeah, um. poorly behaved what you got drunk yeah i can't imagine you being ever you know squaring up to a paparazzi it was just that you were having fun yeah you were a young gun um, having you were fun really cheeky um i i did not um the press and i had a very um antagonistic oh, relationship really? yeah oh, really yes uh, i i uh, I, I get, didn't care for celebrity or fame. It was it was nothing that I'd ever aspired to. Um, the only thing I ever wanted to, to do was to be in a band, make records, and perform. And so the rest of it was just noise. And um, famously, th- there was an occasion where I think Yog and I, or I, might, I'm sure it was Yog, we were we were at um, a club, and as we uh, when we exited. Um, the photographers turned their backs on us, and and I thought, magnificent, I've won. And and I remember Piers Morgan, he he told the story that that that's when my celebrity ended, <laughs> which of course, <laughs> absolute arrogant nonsense. But for me, that was that was a real win. You know that 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 they thought that that I cared a jot about having my fizzog mm. in the. Yeah, that's the difference, isn't it? Lots of people do music to be famous, and you did music to do music. Well, I don't know. I mean, if you well, you think of some of the um, like X Factor or Pop Idol. Lots of people go sure there. Some have. They don't yeah. really sing, and, and, they, and they become famous. Also, people feel like they need to seek press for validation to be relevant. All of that. I find it really refreshing that you were completely uninteresting disinterested in that and also I think you say the most brilliant thing when you're doing that interview and the I mean some of the press were so rude to you too they I mean even like god rest her soul Paulie Yates calling you the mate like <laughs> and you you're about to go and do a sold out stadium farewell show, farewell show and it and you laugh it off so brilliantly but also it's it, but but then when you say I, I'm going to go out, like, with Grace, you say. I'm going to... And I just felt... And, and you really have, I, I, I feel. was going to say the but same thing. Is it because you just felt like you could never reach that height of, not fame, but success? Again, so you were just like, you know what? I've had a really good time with my best friend. I'm yeah, it, it was largely that. You know, I'd achieved the only ambition that I ever held. And that, and that was to be in a band make, with George, mm. with my best friend, make records... And be a success, you know. Be make it the biggest, and and so, it, obviously, it was an ambition realised early in life. But I genuinely didn't have any other ambitions. I I didn't really want. I didn't at that point. I wanted to step away from sort of the limelight because mm-hmm. it was very intrusive at, at that point in time. I I had a, a very attractive girlfriend, and the, the press scrutiny had got even more intense. And I just wanted to, to remove myself from that. So, which, uh, so I, I went and I lived abroad. And I didn't really have any other ambition or aspiration in, in music. I think what I probably should have done was, was knuckled down and, and, 
after a little hiatus and perhaps written more songs. Some writing for other people as well, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but but that wasn't something that I felt that um, necessarily I, I would be an option for me. So I, I stepped back and and life sort of took over in, in other ways, just generally speaking. I moved my girlfriend at the time. We, we lived in Monaco for a short while. Um, and then and then we moved to the States so she could pursue her, her career. Um, so that took me into the late 80s, and then I came back, and I, and I recorded um, uh, the solo album, which I didn't really want to do. I wanted to, to record a, a single, Test the Water, mm. but the industry had changed, Sony needed an album, so um, you know, I had to spend 18 months writing and recording an album, which was a bit ill-judged, to be honest. I think the, the style wasn't the right style for me to have chosen at that point, but I think it was a bit of a a no-win situation. If I tried to replicate the, you know, a wham sound, I'd have probably got yeah, no thanks and also for that then, either. So. And also George is doing very well and then it becomes you become pitted against each other and it kind of feels... Oh, well, I suppose it could have been that. But but, but I think, besides the, the friendship, but it was just your absolute loyalty to your friend and your... And generosity. And, and generosity so like, and that you celebrated success and kind of promoted it and cherished it and and the, the I just felt that was the grace for me that you that you accepted it I mean he was an extraordinary talent and his songwriting and everything but the fact that you just were there and you supported it yeah but and you you didn't say oh well I, I don't know many me? musicians yeah. that have reached that level of success that yeah. would be able to do it as beautifully as you did it Andrew well, like, I, I agree that's kind of you to say but you know he, he was my best friend and um you know he was equally as generous with me in many ways and you know the affection with which we we held each other was uh, a genuine one and 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 endured and i i could only you know i could it's not in me to be resentful not of him um and and i was from when it became apparent that his his talent was was really developing and and that it was a talent of uh proportion you know, exceptional proportions which was fairly early on really when when he wrote Young Guns um, on the back of the failure of, of, of Wham Rap to be a hit first time round, mm. we didn't have... We had a couple of other tracks that we were working on, but nothing of that quality. And he, he literally pulled that out of the bag, and that, and that was a moment of, wow, this is, this is slightly different gravy. And then he did the same with Bad Boys, which he hated because he mm. felt compelled to 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 write to follow up on the success of young guns it was formulaic he he, he didn't it, it's a really good track mm. uh it's really well produced but the, the the sentiment was somewhat um inauthentic and um and contrived and he hated that he hated that aspect of it not being a uh, being not being authentic mm. but and then but then club trop which um you know, we knew we couldn't release initially. When we released the album, that was the, the single that came out with the album. And with the video, it just liberated. It liberated, as I said in, uh, in, in Netflix, it liberated pure wham. You know, from that point, it was like, oh, we're not doing this silly rebels without a, a, a cause, a clue. Um, and, so, and, and we were able to, to just be ourselves far more and and, and at that point it, we were far more comfortable in in our presentation and our image and that became definitive well pure wham really and, and allowed us to sort of move on without any encumbrance on that last show the final show was there any moment in that show where you were like oh i could do this again or were you very much like you know what thanks for the good times see you later no, I always wanted to. Um, I love performing. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's where we formed our school band, and and and, and you write songs and you perform them. Mm. You know, maybe you'll get enough money together to record a demo. Mm. Maybe, God willing, you get a record deal. So, but you start off writing, performing, and and so, and that I don't think that ever changes. That's what is core and central to it. And so um, I, I, 
I'm on record as saying that I wish we had toured that last show and 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 given our fans the opportunity globally to to you know to bid them farewell. Um, but I also understood Yog's point that it could only there could only be one final concert. Well, you know, uh, Elton John's managed. kind of proved that. Otherwise, <laughs> three hundred and thirty farewells. But yeah, you would have both been sixty now. Um, because I remember Elton mentioned in his performance at Glastonbury that mm. that, that was George's birthday. The yeah, day 25th. He was yeah. performing, yeah. Do you miss him? Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, um, one would miss, one misses any friend. I mean, I've been very mm. fortunate. I haven't lost many friends, many of my peers. Um, Andy Lever died, he was in our first school band. He died tragically young. One or two others, but... Um, you know, no one with whom I, I, I had such a close uh, um, bond with. And so, yeah, there are moments, of course, that, that, that uh, you know, you wish that you could be doing things together and, or whatever it may be. So, yeah, he, he, he's missed it by a lot of people in, in a variety of different ways. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, just, it's when you, especially him being, he and I having such a, a, a close bond that sort of bond you only really form in at school yeah. when you're immersed in each other f- every day in such an intense sort of way you know you, you you're learning together you're playing together you're you, know, you are wholly immersed mm-hmm. in each other uh, and 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 we were, and that was, and you don't get the chance to do that later in life, really. I mean, you do with perhaps with your wife or when when you're courting. There's something very special about those school relationships. Yeah, hundred percent. Can I ask you? It may be too hard to answer, but is there one nostalgic taste or smell that can bring you back to those wham days immediately? Well, funnily enough, there there, there would be two in actual fact because when our first kind of taste of life as it might be as wealthy urbane um sophisticated people our our publishers dick leahy and brian morrison two two giants of the 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 music publishing industry uh at the time and and our mentors in many ways they took yog and i to langan's in 80 early 83 the hotel no langans langans okay where's langans. that langans brasserie is it still the, there yeah 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 it's opposite green it's opposite green park tube station so you went there yeah so so that was a that was a proper sort of celeb haunt in in the early 80s and um it was it had a great um, atmosphere. It was really oh, it was had fun. a really sort of louche but stylish, sophisticated atmosphere. And Langs, it still does it. Does a spinach souffle with anchovy sauce. And and Brian, uh, who was a real bon vivant, Brian Morrison, he um, he suggested that we try we try that, and that was a a real wow moment. This, you know, this is this is the way that one. Would like to live you have you said you had two memories. yes and the other one the, the, so that was a kind of my food moment mm-hmm. in many ways um following on from the my steak moment at the term the angus pride um angus pride. Uh, when we were shooting the video or prior to the shoot of the video uh for club tropicana when we were staying in pike's hotel simon yeah. napier bell who um uh is is still alive and well i saw him when i was in thailand That's earlier the ma- this year. he was manager. our manager yeah an extremely urbane and sophisticated um bon viveur and um it, simon lived very very well and um we were dining at Pikes, and they had an, a, a dining room uh, which which was actually on the roof. It was a roof terrace, and he ordered a white Rioja, the Marquez de Murrieta, mm. white Rioja, and it, it, white Rioja is a fantastic wine, especially the Marquez de Murrieta, this particular. And it was a an absolute epiphanal moment. It's like, oh wow, this is this is proper wine. And and so yeah, that moment. So they they are my sort of two food and drink moments, uh, formative. In, and and um, yes, I, I still 
absolutely love that white riocha. What was the cocktail the on Club Tropicana? The cocktail. I think I think it was coloured water. To be honest. Okay. With you. Yeah, yeah, because it got poured into the um, into the swimming oh. pool. But you surely were drinking on the job for that video. Um, yes, there there was in actual fact a really attractive. Um, Barmaid. Oh, fancy that. <laughs> so, the attractive barmaid, do you remember what she was making you? Um, not really, no. I wasn't really you looking, looking at the drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at a bikini, to be honest. <laughs> but, yeah, but despite your reputation, it never puts the women off, Andrew, does it? It hadn't seemed to so far. <laughs> and on that note, enjoy your dinner with your ex girlfriend tonight. It's been a pleasure to have you, Andrew. Thank you so much for Thank all you. your wonderful stories. I just, I found it all so fascinating, and I implore everyone to go and watch the documentary. information given to me about particular food and drink yeah very precise exactly. but he looks very precise jesse he's very very neat yeah and, and very the way he eats is neat yeah the way he like butters his toast very neat the way he eats his toast it's also quite da- not dainty that's it's the kind of symmet- there's a symmetry about andrew Ridgely. It's quite measured yeah he was very polite and lovely and i've learned a lot about food now i know yeah. You're going to go for those devilled kidneys? No, I'm not. I a might go brook? for the stuffed olive. Yes, defo. I'd like to go for that, and I'd like that white wine that he drank, that seminal moment of white Rioja. I don't think I've ever had a white Rioja. No. Um, I really love chatting to him. I loved hearing his stories. I mean, I've seen the documentary. We've seen it, but and that was so warm and generous, and he just is... He's a gracious man. Yeah. I just find it really funny that they'd have to leave a venue straight away to avoid the hordes of screaming fans. And now he's getting the the bus to the house and probably not getting bothered at all. And he quite likes it that way, right? He has a life that isn't... I don't think he ever did want the celebrity. He wanted to put the music, didn't he? That's what he said. Yeah. That was not the thing that he ever wanted. And he walked away from that. That makes him so cool. Yeah, very. Very cool. Andrew Ridgely, thank you so much for coming on. The Wham! documentary is out on Netflix now. The Wham! limited edition box set, Echoes of Heaven, is out now. It is so good. Again, so considered and nostalgic and brilliant. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Uh, You're not going to want to miss next week's episode. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com